Welcome. You're listening to the How to Make a Life podcast. I'm your host, licensed clinical social worker and life coach, Cheryl Wolverton. Your life is unique to you, and there's no such thing as one size fits all. Your beautiful world needs to be different from your mother's, sister's, and best friend. I empower my clients in recognizing their individual needs and guide them in establishing a personalized how-to manual specifically for them. This is a podcast that helps you stop searching for that one perfect how-to plan and realize you are the expert of you. Life doesn't come with instructions. We each get to write our own. Hello, my beautiful friends. I want to welcome you to the How to Make a Life podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Wolverton, and this is episode 45, How to Listen to the Wisdom of Your Body. So how are you doing today? This morning, I woke up feeling so good. And I'm not bragging. It's just something to appreciate. Most of you do know that I am a morning person. And my husband, James, and I are up before 5 a.m. most every day. He's getting ready for work, and I work out. But to be honest, there are some days where I do stay in bed for about 10 to 15 minutes. I'm ready to get up, but not fully. And then... I do get up, put on my workout clothes, and I head for the workout of the day. This has become my morning habit and routine for probably four years now. And I have joked with some people that there are some days when it is a good 15 to 20 minutes into my workout before I'm like fully awake. But this morning was different. My body just felt good the minute I opened my eyes. And I think I even giggled a little when I stretched You know, when something just feels so good, like what a little kid does. I explored in my journal this morning, why was today different? Because I want to feel like this every day. And the one thing that stood out to me was I really listened and paid attention to my body yesterday. And I stopped myself early in the evening rather than push myself as I often do when I'm tired. And I know that many of you push yourselves beyond what you need to do also. And that's why I wanted to record today's episode. Our body, but I have discovered that many of us are not paying attention and listening to our body, or we may just plain be ignoring what our body is saying to us. Right now, before I go any further, if you aren't driving, I want to ask you to take a deep breath, slowly exhale, and do a scan of your body. Are you comfortable in the chair that you're sitting in? If you're walking or standing, are your shoes comfortable? Where are your shoulders at? Are they up around your ears and perhaps rounded forward? Perhaps your eyes are tired and strained and your vision is not so clear. Do you have a headache? What about your hips and legs? How's your breathing? Are you too hot, too cold? Are your clothes comfortable? Of course, this is one way that our body talks to us. Another way I want to bring up is how at times our body simply tells us the situation isn't right. I was recently watching a speaker and she reminded us of how animals truly listen to their instinct. 
And as humans, we are the only species that overrules that instinct with our brain. And we talk ourselves out of something that maybe we know in our gut we shouldn't do. She used the example of getting in an elevator with someone who just doesn't feel right. Or talking yourself into a job situation when everything in your being is saying, don't do it. But your intellect is saying, you'd be crazy not to. Our body is so amazing, but we've been conditioned to pay attention to so many other things and, of course, to overrule what the body is telling us. We may hear our body, but we choose to push on and ignore it. Or, in the case of many medical situations, medical professionals don't believe us. To clear up definitions, I want to remind you of the difference between hearing and listening. And remembering the two of them is good not just for our relationship with ourselves, but for our relationship with others. Hearing is the process, function, or power of perceiving sound, specifically the special sense by which noises and tones are received as stimuli. Listening, on the other hand, means to pay attention to sound, to hear something with thoughtful attention, and to give consideration. Now, of course, I understand these two definitions use the word sound or tone, and I want to point out I believe those feelings that we have in our bodies are vibrations and tones and stimuli. I believe we hear many things from our body, and the listening part isn't honored. At times, I believe it isn't honored because we don't have the time, we're too busy, or other times, we simply don't know what it means and we don't take the time and are afraid of it. An example I'm practicing is making sure I'm giving myself a mental rest each day. As I've said before, as I know many of us do, my brain is constantly focused upon something. I'm meeting with clients, I'm creating, I'm studying, I'm gathering information. There have been times when I look back and see that I've attempted to focus upon something nearly every moment of the whole day. As I shared in episode 41, are you getting the right type of rest? When we find ourselves struggling to focus, we become irritable and agitated. And it typically takes too long to do something that's very simple. That is a sign of needing mental rest. Our brain needs time to process information. And if we don't allow it that time, it becomes overloaded. I personally think that this is the one area of rest I will likely always need to be cognizant of. But when I provide myself downtime and shut off from work, I typically end up feeling like I did this morning, much more rested. Another thing I've learned to honor is that I am a morning person, as I said. My best work is done in the morning, and whenever I try to create and focus on something in the late afternoon, it takes double or triple the time. I've learned a long time ago that my brain slows down at a certain time of the day, and that is just part of my natural rhythm. Working against that rhythm only creates misery for me and sometimes those around me. Another reason we are afraid to truly listen to our body is the fear of something being wrong. And of course, avoidance and denial is much easier than facing fear sometimes. We think, hey, that's just going to go away. As someone who's worked in hospice and palliative care, sadly, I've encountered many people who ignored signs their body was telling them until they absolutely couldn't stand it anymore. And then they were informed of a prognosis that perhaps didn't have to be given if they had truly listened to their body earlier. And sometimes a body ache is simply that. It means we need to stretch or we need new shoes, that it's time to get a new pair of glasses, or it could mean we're eating food that isn't right for us. 
For the clients I am working with for weight loss, I have them complete a food mood diary where they check in with themselves from a physical and mental place as they eat for a week. We often become so used to what we eat that we do not completely pay attention to the fact that every time you eat pasta, you bloat, and even though it was good, you feel miserable. Perhaps you realize that what you thought was a healthy snack doesn't make you feel energized. Another part of my practice is working with clients who are often eventually diagnosed with autoimmune disorders. And I do want to acknowledge that sadly, these are often women who know something isn't right with their body, but because they often appear normal in lab work, the medical profession struggles with giving a diagnosis and at times even believing them. Too often, women and men know something isn't quite right with their body, so they are listening. But when they go to the doctor, traditional lab work often says they're in the normal range, and this leads to frustration because many primary care physicians will often give suggestions such as get more rest, decrease your stress, watch your diet, and maybe offer something for anxiety or depression. When a client shares with me that she feels something is wrong, I believe her. And together we try to find a medical professional if she doesn't already have one, who listens and believes her. And yes, it can be a struggle, as many traditional physicians who accept insurance have a limited time of 10 to 15 minutes with a patient. But there are also really good physicians out there. Unfortunately, many do become private pay, and that is another subject for another day and another episode. In addition to our body talking to us about physical ailments, it also provides us with information about situations, people we encounter, and decisions we often need to make. These can be the times we listen about not getting into that elevator, or that we don't need to accept that job offer, even though it is perfect in every way on paper. Listening to our body in this way can be tougher for some people, as they have trained themselves to make the intellectually right decision in their life. I know that I have had a few clients who have shared with me that they knew right after getting engaged that they didn't need to marry their husband. But they did so because everyone in their family was excited, they didn't want to disappoint anyone, their parents spent a lot of money, and maybe it was too late. A few years ago, I even worked with one woman who told me as she walked down the aisle, she knew in every cell of her body that she didn't need to marry her husband. But she did, and she spent 22 years unhappy. I am going to guess, if you stop to think about it, that many of you have had a similar situation of a relationship, perhaps a career or job, a house to buy, that gave you a feeling. One way to think of this and to practice listening in this way is, does that feeling in your body give you an expansion, even if it's scary, or Is that feeling one of restriction? So let's talk about how do you get into the practice of listening to your body? As with any new practice, I do encourage people to take things slowly. And the first thing for everyone is to take just a few moments and slow down, which I know can be very difficult. It could be in the morning before jumping out of bed that you take a deep breath, you exhale, and check in with your body. Stretch it out and become aware of how it feels. Actually, this is a short activity you can do anywhere throughout the day, sitting at a stoplight, at your desk, even while you're washing dishes. From a longer perspective, I encourage people to develop some form of a meditation or a mindfulness routine. If you're a journal writer, I even encourage writing a letter to your body 
or have your body write a letter to you. After you eat, start to recognize how you feel from an energy perspective, but also from a physical perspective. Do you have reflux? Are you bloated? Perhaps you feel satisfied and full. Also, as you begin to listen to your body, become aware of the things that occur on a regular basis. If you're doing a workout that never feels great on your body, why are you continuing? Perhaps you need to try something new. Pay attention to how your body responds to certain activities. Also, every time you're around someone that something just doesn't feel right about them, take that as a sign. Don't go into business with them. Or perhaps you even need to stop socializing. It is so important to recognize that our body is intelligent and telling us what it needs every day. Our body wants to be in a good space, physically and emotionally, and it is aware of how to get there if you'll just slow down and listen. You and I simply need to honor it. I acknowledge that it can be a little harder in honoring our body when it comes to making decisions about situations and people. But I encourage you to begin to explore and perhaps review past decisions and things that you have done in your life and compare maybe your body was telling you something but you chose to ignore it and gather that information there and as you move forward continue to take some time and slow down and as I said when you're making a decision about something listen to those feelings and if your body expands and it's exciting and it feels good even if it's scary that's a positive But if you're just getting a restrictive feeling and almost one that maybe makes you want to throw up or just sick at your stomach, it's telling you something. I want to encourage you to not be afraid of what you might discover. Knowing that something needs to be addressed provides us all with more power than simply ignoring it. Before I go today, I mentioned knowing that I needed to focus more on mental rest. And I'm excited to be offering the Rest and Renew Workshop again at Lexington Salt Cave on Wednesday night, July 7th, from 6 to 8 p.m. This workshop is held inside the beautiful and relaxing Salt Cave, and it will discuss the seven different areas of rest that we each need to have and simple ways to sneak them into our days. This workshop includes a mini halo therapy session, which is dry salt therapy, And it also includes a yoga nidra session from Laura Levine, and she is the owner of the Salt Cave. Registration is $75, and the link is in the show notes. And this was so well-received in May, which is one of the reasons why I'm offering it again in July. I hope that this episode gives you a few ideas on how to start listening to your body and determining what it needs. Until next time, my friends, take care. And thanks for listening. If you love this episode, I would be honored if you subscribe, leave a short review, and share this episode with your friends. Continue the conversation with me on Facebook at How to Make a Life Health and Life Coaching and on Instagram at How to Make a Life. If you're interested in receiving my newsletter, working with me as a client, or hiring me as a speaker, visit my website at howtomakealife.com. Remember, Life doesn't come with instructions. You get to write your own.